0: Hello, Googleization nation, and welcome to the Future of Leadership, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader, Paul McCarthy. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Paul's episodes, we'll cover practical insights, tips, and executable activities to get you thinking about the future of leadership in your organization. Let's begin. It's time to reframe the narrative. It's time to create the conditions for our leaders leadership teams and organizations to have open and honest conversations that matter. I'm Paul Mack from Paul Mack Leadership, just a poor boy from Shepherd's Bush, challenging the way things are done. I've adopted a counterintuitive approach to the future of leadership that's starting to gain traction. What I'm sharing is raw. It's unconventional, but it's always focused on having the conversations we need to have. In our last episode, we walk through a tool called the Individual Disruptive Leader Checklist, and that's a tool that's based on the six qualities that disruptive leaders are characterised by. I'm back with part two of my conversation around disruptive leaders, how to identify, recruit, and onboard them. As you listen, think about how prepared you are as a leader or what changes your organisation may need to make to properly identify, recruit, onboard and develop leaders who are disruptive. As a disruptive leader and someone who's developed a range of leadership maturity models over my 25 year plus career, my research reveals that nothing actually exists for organizations, especially if they're interested in measuring how disruptive their leaders are at an enterprise level. So this really sparked a curiosity in me and I began to ask some key questions which would ultimately result in this tool that I'm about to walk through. The most impactful of these questions was the following, and I'd encourage you to ask this as well. How does my organization's current approach to identifying, recruiting, onboarding, and developing leaders support and celebrate leaders who are disruptive? And without spoiling the question and the answer, the processes and systems don't actually support you encouraging disruptive leaders in your organization. So the enterprise level disruptive leader maturity model was designed to address this. And it's really a tool for organizations to assess awareness, appetite, readiness, and commitment to embrace disruptive leaders as part of how the organization identifies, recruits, onboards, and develops leaders. As maturity models in this area don't yet currently exist, My aim is that they become a recognized means by which an organization can measure its progress against established benchmarks and help them recognize two things. Number one, that equipping and ensuring their organization is prepared for how to embrace disruptive leaders. It's a journey and that progress along the journey will be strengthened as the organization continues to evolve through the maturity model stages. And number two, not each stage of the maturity model may be relevant for where an organization is currently at. So as we walk through this tool, I'd like you to recognize that. And I'd also like you to recognize that obtaining a higher level value, so basically a higher value from your disruptive leaders, is possible once your organization begins to adopt a higher maturity level as part of using this maturity model. The maturity model is comprised of two elements. The first element is a maturity model stage and an explanation of the maturity ranking. And the second element is a division of components. So we have three components. Number one, leadership identification and recruitment. Component two, leadership onboarding. And component three, leadership development. So as we walk through the maturity model, I just want to set the context for listeners because this is quite a robust tool. There's over 70 areas to consider within the five maturity model stages. And it's really quite a dense tool that I typically take some time to walk through with organizations. I have a few minutes to walk through it here. So what I do want to do is just set the context by outlining something about each of the five maturity model stages and an explanation of the maturity ranking of those stages the first stage is what i call ad hoc and that's where no specific strategy exists for disruptive leaders in terms of identifying and recruiting onboarding and developing them processes are generally informal they could be inconsistent and they're inconsistently applied and they're not documented the second maturity model stage is what i call repeatable And that's where guidelines are being developed, though ad hoc decision making is the norm. Basic processes do exist, though they're not fully documented or consistently executed in an end-to-end manner. Defined is the third stage of the maturity model. And that's where a formal strategy does exist. It's in place for identifying, developing, disruptive leaders, where processes for basic activities are also fully in place they're documented and executed in a consistent manner. The fourth stage is managed, where a formal strategy is in place and it's customized for different parts of the organization. Regular reviews of processes are happening to ensure that they remain effective. And then finally, the fifth stage of the maturity model is what I call optimized. And that's where your organization has a differentiated strategy in place that's used to drive competitive advantage. It's leveraging best practices and implementing best practices. It's proactively engaging disruptive leaders across your organization, as well as in the wider industry and at a thought leadership level. And regular feedback is collected to focus on continual improvement and process optimization. So given the depth and the breadth of this tool, I want to just talk through one example. So one component, and let's call this the leadership identification and recruitment component. I want to show you two stages of the maturity model and the types of questions that you would typically be asking at this stage of the maturity model. I then want to show the typical things you will probably want to be aware of and conscious of at that stage of the maturity model. So again, you're charting your progress, your evolution through this maturity model as an organization. So let's say you're ad hoc. The question you really want to be asking at ad hoc is what is your approach to identify and recruiting disruptive leaders? And so when you think about where you might want to be in terms of the typical things you'll want to be focusing on at this stage of the maturity model under ad hoc, it's the following really. You're looking at why a specific leadership identification or recruitment strategy doesn't exist, why it's not in place. You're looking at the fact that you don't have guidelines or protocols in place for how you source disruptive leaders, either inside your organization or through the external market. So these two activities, and there there are more in the tool, of course, but these two kinds of activities and things to be aware of will drive your focus as an organization. Similarly, now let's think about the optimized maturity model stage. The question you really want to be asking at this point is how is your organization focused on optimizing its leadership identification and recruitment so that you can maintain the advantages of having disruptive leaders in your organization? And equally, the typical things and areas to consider at this stage of the maturity model are that you have a differentiated leader identification and recruitment strategy in place. You might be using executive search or headhunters as needed to help drive disruptive leaders to your organization. You're proactively adapting and customizing your strategy based upon your organization's ongoing need for disruptive leaders and how they can help you achieve your strategic goals. And at this point in the model. You've also got an embedded end-to-end disruptive leader identification, recruitment, onboarding, and development series of activities that are fully integrated across your organization. And they're also linked to your organization's ability to deliver its strategic objectives. So as we put this into context for listeners, as I said earlier, we've got about 70 different activities and areas to consider for each of the maturity model stages. I've only had time to walk through one component as part of this podcast, but I'd love to talk to you more about the different components, the different stages of the maturity model, the different questions that we use to evolve an organization and its stakeholder base through the journey of identifying and developing disruptive leaders. So as we draw this episode to a close and around this tool specifically, I've got a few questions for you that I'd like you to ponder on. And I asked one of these questions in a previous episode, though I'll introduce it again here, because now you've heard about the above tool. I'm really interested to understand how prepared do you think you now are as an organization to identify, recruit, onboard, and develop leaders who are disruptive? Taking what you heard from our previous episodes about disruptive leaders, as well as content from this episode, let me ask you this question. Do you believe that disruptive leaders could add value to your organization? And if you do, how are you going to leverage them? And what I mean by that is how are you going to leverage disruptive leaders who are currently in your organization? How are you going to get them involved in projects that are really strategically important for your organization's growth? And what are you going to do about recruiting future disruptive leaders? What's your process in place and what's your strategy for that? Thanks for listening to today's episode. It's been a really different kind of episode for me because it's been an episode where I finally got the opportunity to provide some tools that can actually help. In fact, I know they help because I've worked with listeners like you for over 25 years as I've taken tools like this into their organizations and helped them to embrace disruptive leaders in a more understanding, celebratory and sustainable way all of my research over the last four years points to this uncomfortable truth that few of us want to accept and that's quite simply that we're firing marginalizing misunderstanding and overlooking leaders who have disruptive leadership qualities the research also shows that these leader qualities will be increasingly needed as our organizations of the future continue to navigate ongoing disruption. So this episode, we've walked through some of these tools that my practice has developed at a high level that can actually help your organization as you begin to maximize the potential that disruptive leaders can bring to your organization. But I can't do this alone, folks. Disrupting our collective understanding and our approach to traditional leadership Well, it's going to require a willingness on your part to identify, recruit, onboard and develop leaders who can increasingly challenge assumptions, who can increasingly embrace innovation and who can increasingly foster and promote a more collaborative and transparent culture. So the time has come for our organizations to be open to embracing these types of leaders. If you're interested in any of the work that we do at Paul Mac leadership and if you're interested in anything that you've heard in this episode we actually run workshops for people like you CEOs chief people officers vice presidents of HR chief disruption officers learning and development departments and hiring managers that can actually help you familiarize yourselves with these tools as well as other tools we've developed to really make the process to embrace disruptive leaders easier you can find me in all the usual channels, LinkedIn, or through PaulMackleadership.com, And I'd be happy to have a discussion with you about these tools and how they can support your organization as you begin to maximize the role that disruptive leaders can play in evolving your organization. There's been a lot in today's episode, so I really want to just thank you for listening. And I'll speak to you the next time. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning about the future of leadership. We'll be back next month with Paul for another episode. But until then, please visit Paul's website for additional resources at paulmacleadership.com. And until next time, don't let the shift hit your plans.